Welcome to a Business Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm Christian Lavolsi and I am incredibly grateful to be here today and share this episode with you. My purpose is to change the world one person at a time uh, so that I can help them become the very best version of themselves. To all the business owners and entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers and everybody else in between, this podcast was designed for you. Today's episode is on the power of failure and how to fail forward. All businesses will fail at some time. This may not be a total failure, but there will be a gap between what the organization wants to do and where it is now. And this is what I call the danger zone. Now, before we dive into today's podcast, let me explain the gap from Seth Godin's perspective, which is there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be. Many gaps, in fact, but imagine just one of them. Now, that gap, is it fuel? Are you using it like a vacuum to pull you along, to inspire you, to find new methods, to dance with fear? Or is it more like a moat, a forbidding space between you and the future? If this is, uh, if this is your very first time visiting my channel or listening to my content, make sure you subscribe by clicking the subscribe button now, as well as the notification alert. Otherwise, you're likely to miss future episodes and we don't want that. So stick around, listen up, and let's see if what I share with you today will help you narrow the gap, embrace failure, and grow through each experience so that it can change your life or that of someone you know. So much of business is failure, and so much of life is failure. There is no doubt in my mind, both from personal experience and that of others, that failure is the secret to success. My question to you is, do you want to succeed? Success is not easy, it's tough, it's intensive, fast-paced, but it takes time and I promise you, you will fail along the journey to reach your destination. As a business owner, leader, or individual, you'll make mistakes. If you don't, let me tell you, you're not trying hard enough. In your career, you will fail somewhere, sometime. In the case of a new product or bold strategy, it may take even weeks. In the case of organizations like Holden, it took a century for them to fail. The only certainty is that it will happen and when it does, it will define you. Without you knowing, this is when people will be watching you the closest. Let's be clear, this is not entirely about your ability. This is about leadership on the edge. This is about you preparing you and your organization to stand the pressure of winning. Great organizations learn to fail fast and fail often, and great organizations fail successfully. Failure is about mastering the pressure of winning, and you cannot train for, you cannot train for failure but you must become an expert at it. So Richard Branson, in an interview with Seth Godin, uh, makes it bloody clear that when faced with failure, you need to do everything you can to survive and try everything you can because in the end, once you've failed and the dust has settled, 
you'll be able to sleep at night and your effort uh, will result in lessons and skills that you can now use to start again more intelligently. He goes further to say, don't take failure too seriously. Now that's because 80% of businesses fail. So you're not alone. I have been belittled by business journalists and opinion editors about being an expert in failure, particularly when I was an adjunct professor at a Sandstone University, as well as one of the best entrepreneurs in residence in Australia. But the joke, I guess, is on them. Why? Because my failures helped over 66 startups raise more than $189 million in less than 12 months. And now, the academic research on failure coming out of some of the best and most respected universities in the world, such as Harvard and Stanford, are demonstrating that becoming an expert in failure is the secret to long-term success. So why should we talk about failure? In my opinion, it's important because often the stories associated with a failure experience are rich with learnings. Okay, it's a discovery process and people can understand, follow and often relate. This encourages people and inspires them to be creative, innovative and explore beyond their fear. A fear set up by society to hold us back and limit ourselves. Life is a learning curve. It's never straight. It can be prosperous for a few, normalized for many and for some it's bumpy, torturous and even disruptive. Now, I love failure because it provides me with learning opportunities. I encourage failure in our organizations because I encourage my teams to go beyond their capabilities and push the boundaries of innovation and creativity. I have failed catastrophically in the past. I have been homeless, I have been poor, I have made many mistakes, and I've paid the consequences for good and bad decisions that I have made. Before 40, I mastered my craft, and I think it wasn't until a few years ago that I was able to remove the learner plates. Now note, I'm 42. It really is a journey, and if you are anything like me, I was a slow learner at a few things, but that's okay. Remember, failure is not evil. We have been conditioned to believe it is, but let's look at failure more simply. Failure is when your best just isn't good enough. Rather than focus on business, let's look at athletes. They fail all the time. Not everyone wins every race or every game in a season. Okay, maybe Usain Bolt and Arsenal are the exception, but with Usain Bolt, he did have many failure experiences. There is an entire documentary on his struggle with being an elite athlete and the demands uh, to be the world's fastest man. He worked, um, in, 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 he worked real hard, right, up until his retirement. Michael Jordan talks about failure a lot and how it made him one of the best basketball players of all time, of all time. Consider he wasn't the fastest, tallest, or most skillful. In fact, he's famously quoted for saying, I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeeded. He also says, I can accept failure, but I cannot accept not trying. Richard Branson also echoes the same. In fact, successful people accept failure as part of the success equation, and the key is persistence, trying, practice, and mastering their craft. 
How many of you failed at school and went on to be a success in life? How many uh, have tripped over to pick themselves up again and continue their walk, doing so more carefully? How many people lost their houses and businesses in the bushfires in Australia and have already rebuilt? And how many businesses will go into liquidation because of coronavirus and why will only some return bigger and better? The secret, ladies and gentlemen, is the power of failure and learning how to fail forward. Understanding that failure leads to success is the first step to understanding how to fail forward. Some of you are likely thinking, what on earth are you talking about? Well, again, I'll keep it really simple. Most people think there is only success and failure and both have an ending. How about if I told you that failure was not the end and instead failure was a series of stepping stones for you to reach success? These small failures that need to happen often and quickly reduce the risk and increase the learning objectives which often lead to a more robust and rich experience. Each failure teaches you lessons which often influence the path you take. So stop thinking linearly and start to look at failure and success as a journey which often takes you in different directions. Winston Churchill said, failure is not fatal and success is not final. And for me, this symbolizes the true expression of failing forward. Bill Gates says, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they cannot lose. John Sinclair said, failure is a bruise, not a tattoo. And Seth Godin made a point once that you can argue with success, but not with failure. It took me a while to comprehend this, um, but I, I knew it was true, but I didn't understand it. But failure can't argue with you because it knows it didn't work. The art of staying successful is in your ability to be open to having that argument. Great organizations, leaders, and people fail precisely because they refuse to do this. In 2013, Seth wrote a blog titled, With Great Power Comes Great Irresponsibility. And it reads a little like this. It is possible that Peter Parker was uninformed. Now, organizations tend to view responsibility as doing the safe, proven, and traditional tasks because to do anything else is too risky. Um, the more successful they become, the less inclined they are to explore the edges. And Seth says, in fact, organizations with reach and leverage ought to be taking more risks, doing more generous work, and creating a bolder art. That's the most uh, responsible thing that they can do. It's so important that we understand the responsibility that we shoulder as leaders and as individuals. Now, you may not run a business. You may not be a leader or a C-suite executive. You may just be you. And you have a normal uh, nine to five job that you like. And you have the house with the white picket fence and the perfect wife and, and, and the perfect little children. You are healthy and you have enough and you don't go without but you have responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself, your family, your employer, and your community. This is a great responsibility we all share, 
and that is to accept failure as a necessity or a necessary process to create success, to drive innovation, to create meaningful change, and to explore the unexplored. Everyone plays a role in this process. By listening to this podcast, you definitely do. You also have a responsibility uh, to like, rate, and review, and also subscribe to my channel. I love conversations, so please, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, comment below uh, so we can chat. It's now time to explore Failure 101 and see what we can do about it. We, as individuals and organizations um, as a whole, have two deficiencies with regard to failure. And one, we, we don't know what it is. Two, we, we don't know how to deal with it. So let's start by looking at the definition of failure according to Oxford. Um, a lack of success, an unsuccessful person or thing, um, the neglect or omission of uh, expected or required action, um, a lack or deficiency of a desirable quality, um, the action or state of not functioning, a sudden cessation of power and a collapse of a business. Um, <laughs> the definition alone is demotivating. So what can we do about it? The goal of dealing with failure is to overcome the demotivating forces in failure's inescapable nature. There are four things that you can do immediately, immediately to overcome these demotivating forces and I'm going to share them with you right now. One, you must embrace the inevitable. 80% of businesses fail. Everyone fails at something. Think of a child learning to crawl, let alone walk. Watching my children go through this process really affirmed my position on failure as a learning experience. And therefore, it is the certainty of failure that allows me to respond successfully to it. Once you learn to embrace the inevitable, number two is avoid pathologies, such as trying for the sake of trying or you somehow think you have a freedom to fail, therefore you have a license to commit foolish mistakes, mislead, or even become deceptive. The third is to remove those blinders. Now, embracing failure correctly means understanding the past and the context of the current decisions and acknowledging the possibility of biases resulting from past mistakes. Now, that's a mouthful. Understanding and acknowledging Past failure is the only way to combat the frame trajectory that past mistakes create. A healthy life cycle embraces failure by taking one step back and two steps forward. This equals forward progress and aka failing forward. At the point of your first failure, you can choose to leap forward through optimism or you can wallow in defeat and allow the blinders to develop. Because your past failures Frame your future trajectory. This allows blinders to develop. If these blinders are in place, action cannot overcome the blinders and self-pity kicks in and ultimately failure is seen as inescapable. The fourth, um, the way you uh, can deal with failure in, is the importance of a healthy locus. Now, what I mean is that you need to be clear that sometimes shit happens and the inevitability of failure is due to outside forces. Businesses and individuals can either believe that they have control of their future, which by the way is a high internal locus of control, or they can believe that their future is left to God or fate. 
Now, that's a high external locus of control. Now, both views to the extreme are harmful. Your extent to a locus of control orientation affects how you respond to multiple failures. So far, I, so far, I have discussed the power of failure, how to mitigate it, and how we can use failure as a mechanism to move forward. But how do we get rid of the fear that holds us back? If you have been paying attention and you have made this, made it this far in the podcast, this is a trick question because the only way to get rid of fear is to stop doing anything that might not work. Now, this means not putting yourself out there, not trying to break rules or dare to be different. It's about conforming to the normal and to stop doing the things that matter. Now, Brene Brown, her work uh, I deeply respect and I strongly recommend that you Google her and read her research. She talks extensively about vulnerability, courage, shame, and empathy. She's a champion of showing up in the arena, an abstract from the famous man in the arena speech given by Theodore Roosevelt in Paris in 1910. She's not persuaded by critics and she talks extensively about the fear of failure and that if you are going to be brave, you are going to fail. So the right question really is, how do we dance with fear? You see, fear is not the enemy. Paralysis is the enemy. So remember, failure is just another word for learning and also education. It's ultimately up to you um, uh, and you are responsible for you, but you don't have to do it alone. And failure is not always nice, but is a necessity for success. And anticipate failure. It's a certainty, so embrace it. When you are deeply involved with something, uh, as is the case for all businesses and business leaders, innovators, creators and the likes, it can be difficult to see the wood from the trees. I can be hard, it can be hard to have courage and be vulnerable. Uh, and it's easy to fear failure, especially when you don't have a process or you've established a fixed mindset uh, driven by our society. The best we can do during this time is to become courageous by being courageous. We must educate and inform ourselves uh, because knowledge is power. We must learn to fail forward if we are going to overcome and succeed. Sometimes this means getting outside perspectives so you're able to find your way through to the other side in the most efficient and rewarding way possible. Finding someone who has been there and done that, that someone who has experienced failure and success, has lived in your shoes and has overcome, has learned the lessons of failing forward and remains vulnerable and courageous. At the Business Growth Mindset, we are always open for business and we continuously search for more of our dream clients to add to our network. If this is you and you are in need of a business health checkup, a new strategy or a sounding board, then reach out to one of my team and book a discovery call. Even a discovery call alone has changed the lives of many people. It's free, so don't hesitate. Um, it may be the most courageous decision you have made this year and it may just change your future. If you love today's podcast and are enjoying the series, please, I beg you, please take a minute to rate it 
and provide a review. This helps others know that the content I'm sharing is valuable, but also inspires me to share more content with you. Don't forget to share the podcast and the channel with others um, who you believe will gain value from the content and uh, more importantly, that they will get real benefit from it. Now, from all of us, keep safe, maintain your distance, wash your hands, and most importantly of all, stay connected with the people that matter the most to you. Please take care during this time. Be kind, be compassionate, and be courageous. And as always, live with purpose. Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1-300-643-229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year, or three years from now. In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1-300-643-229 now and start building momentum.